When I was in grade school, I thought graduation from the 12th grade would never come. It was an impossible place. When I joined the U.S. Navy at 17 years of age, I thought the end of my enlistment would never come. It was an impossible place. When I reached 25 years of age, I told my wife of two years that I couldn't believe it. I was a quarter of a century old. It, too, was an impossible place. Yet all of these things were many decades ago. The Word of God records in James chapter 4, verses 13 and 14, Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Surely life is but a vapor. Soon we will all stand before God in judgment. Considering, uh, consider the following a sobering passage from Revelation chapter 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The book of life is where the birth certificate of the redeemed is kept. In order to have your name recorded in this glorious book of life, you must be born again, this time of the Spirit, this time not as a son or daughter of so-and-so, but as a son or daughter of God, born again. Have you been born again? Have you yet to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, and commit your life unto Him? Are you ready to have all your sin and shame expunged from your record as though you never sinned? Are you ready to experience the very best day of your life, and at the same time escape the fires of eternal damnation, then today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. This coming day of reckoning, the day of judgment, may seem like an impossible place, but it is as close as your hand is to your face. Make your decision for King Jesus today while you still have time. Click on now. We'll wait for you here. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 2.24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. God said, Matthew chapter 19, verses 5 and 6, And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. God said, 1 Corinthians six fifteen and 16, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Man said, We've heard all this Christian mumbo-jumbo before. Where is their God? Let's see their proof. Now the record. 
This is God Said, Man Said, Feature Article 502. These features prove the full veracity of God's Holy Bible. They're archived in text and streaming audio for your edification. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. To review these subjects, simply go to the navigation bar on your left and browse. Thank you for coming. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and your home with light and truth. Charles Darwin mused that as science and its discoveries increased, it would become obvious to all that the God of the Bible was fiction, a social construct of man, but the results have been to the contrary consistently. The more science discovers, the more it shouts, God is, to those who have an ear to hear at least. Today's most sophisticated science certifies the supernatural qualities of God's Bible on a daily basis. Scientists should know that their latest discoveries have been recorded in the Word of God thousands and thousands of years prior to their eureka moment. This is the proof they claim they're looking for, but somehow it escapes most. To those who reject this reality, Revelation 21.11 reads, He that is unjust... Let him be unjust still, and he which is filthy, let him be filthy still, and he that is righteous, let him be righteous still, and he that is holy, let him be holy still. Science's latest discoveries that endorse holy writ truly come on a daily basis. On God Said, Man Said, we cover as much as possible with a short weekly message. The subjects archived here cover the entire gamut from a six-day creation in Adam and Eve to Noah to the parting of the Red Sea, to giants and David and Goliath, to olive oil and honey, to the occult, dinosaurs, the parallel universe theory, the Higgs boson, and so, so much more. This feature is just one more proof that God is, that His Word is true and righteous altogether, and surely the place to build your life. The ancient scriptures matter-of-factly state enormous truths that academics are just beginning to comprehend, insights that only the Creator Himself could know, and Genesis 2.24 uh, is one of them. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Feature writer for the AFA Journal, Ed Vitagliano, published an article in the October 2010 issue titled, Bonded in the Brain, New Science Confirms Biblical View of Sex. Several excerpts follow. Most of us probably remember health classes in which rudimentary sex education lessons taught us the basics of reproduction. We remember that the onset of puberty is driven by the sex hormones estrogen for girls and testosterone for boys. But human sexuality doesn't stop with estrogen and testosterone. There are other, less familiar names that represent forces that are just as powerful, and their primary work environment is the brain. This is laid out in the fascinating detail in Hooked. New Science on How Casual Sex is Affecting Our Children, written by Joe S. McElhaney, Jr. and Frida McKissick-Bush. Both are obstetrician gynecologists who have served on the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV-AIDS. The article continues to discuss science's new discoveries concerning specific neurochemicals that directly affect sexual urges, such as dopamine, oxytocin, and vasopressin. The feature continues. 
Another neurochemical is oxytocin. A woman's brain is flooded with oxytocin during labor, childbirth, and breastfeeding, which creates a bond between the mother and the infant. But this neurochemical is also released during romantic moments between a woman and a man. When two people touch each other in a warm, meaningful, and intimate way, oxytocin is released into the woman's brain, said McElhaney and Bush. The oxytocin then does two things, increases a woman's desire for more touch and causes bonding of the woman to the man she has been spending time in physical contact with. This desire for more touch and the bonding that develops between a man and a woman often lead to the most intimate of physical contact, sexual intercourse. Sex results in even greater amounts of oxytocin flooding the woman's brain, causing her to desire the same kind of contact again and again with this man that she has bonded to, producing even stronger bonding. The male counterpart to oxytocin is called vasopressin, which, according to McElhaney and Bush, seems to have two primary functions related to relationships, bonding of the man to his mate and attachment to his offspring. It is easy to see that God has provided neurochemical help to married couples in order to make the marital bond strong and thus provide a secure and stable environment for the raising of children. The dopamine rush during sex keeps a husband and wife coming back for more, helping to cement the relationship, and oxytocin and vasopressin make the bond even deeper. No doubt this is part of the meaning behind God's statement in Genesis regarding marriage that the man and the woman shall become one flesh. This bonding power of sex, insisted McElhaney and Bush, is real and almost like the adhesive effect of glue. However, that glue is intended for sex within marriage. Engaging in sex outside the parameters published by God brings pain and destruction. End of quote. According to McElhaney and Bush, this bonding power of sex is real and almost like the adhesive effect of glue. God said, Genesis 2.24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. God said, Matthew 19.5 and 6, And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain. But one flesh, what therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. God said, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 15 and 16, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh." Man said, we've heard all this Christian mumbo-jumbo before. Where is their God? Let's see their proof. Now you have the record.